Welcome, welcome everyone, my name is Sean, and today we gotta talk about the updates to the Svani Willis situation, because the Trump legal team has filed court documents showing in the phone records, according to them, that Fonnie Willis was visited by Nathan Wade about 35 times in the period of time where they claimed they were not in a relationship. However, it's where the witnesses who are on the opposite side said that they were, in fact, in a relationship, and these records could indicate not only that Wade and Willis should be disqualified from this case, but the fact that they may have committed perjury in this particular testimony related to this issue. Now, we're going to get into it, but before we do, I want to say that this video is sponsored, so let me toss it to the sponsor, then we'll bring it back over here, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a much better way to break your bad habit. And no, I'm not talking about sacrificing your sheep to some deity that's going to warp your mind and fix you. What I'm talking about is fume. Fume operates under the philosophy that not everything about a bad habit is bad, and if you remove the bad parts, then you're left with a good habit. Fume is an award-winning device with a bunch of moving parts, it's got magnets for fidgeting and all that, an adjustable airflow dial, and it's all natural, unlike the competitor devices that are out there. There's no vapor, it's just flavored air, and there's no harmful chemicals. Fume just has delicious, all-natural flavor cores. With flavors like sparkling grapefruit, crisp mint, orange vanilla, raspberry lemonade, white cranberry, and my new favorite, maple pepper, can break your bad habit in a guilt-free, absolutely delicious way. And the hit, by the way... It's actually really, really nice. What I need you guys to do if you want to get started is go to trifume.com slash actualjustice. There you can get 10% off your first journey pack, and you can also get that by scanning the QR code on screen or entering the promo code actualjustice to let them know that we sent you. That's trifume.com slash actualjustice. Break your bad habit in a great way today. So I did a whole video breaking down what my thoughts and opinions were on this Fonnie Willis case, and essentially the conclusion that I came to was that Fonnie Willis did in fact hire her boyfriend Nathan Wade in order to be the lead prosecutor of this case. She did pay him almost 10 times as much as the other special prosecutors in this case and she did in fact go on vacations that were paid for by Wade with the money that she was allocating to him without disclosing that they had an inappropriate relationship. Now there were a number of reasons why I concluded that Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade were lying and they were in fact dating at the time that she appointed him to this position, and the most obvious reason why is because, A, they admitted to dating just later on, they said in April of 2022, or thereabouts, and B, it's because if not for that, there's no reason that you would ever appoint Nathan Wade to this particular position. This is a guy who there appears to be no records of him prosecuting a felony case in the state of Georgia ever, and yet he was appointed as the lead special prosecutor by this woman to do this particular case, and of course, he's billing at a higher rate, and he's making a ton of money off of it, despite the fact that he is the least qualified of all the attorneys that we're talking about. On top of that, we had Fonnie Willis's friend and former roommate and somebody who ended up like subleasing her a condo, testifying that they were dating beforehand. So you know that their relationship, their personal relationship, began shortly after this municipal court conference. Yes. And when I say personal, romantic. Is that, is, I just want to make sure we don't get in an argument over what personal and romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. Okay. And do you understand it 
that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes. And you were essentially her best friend during this time, right? That best friend, good friend. Good friend, okay, close friend. And so would you frequently socialize with her? Yes. Um, and you saw her at work every day? Yes. So you had a chance to see them interact together on a personal level? Yes. Um, and so from everything that you saw, heard, witnessed, um, it's your understanding that they were in a romantic relationship beginning in 2019? Yes. Also, the way that Fonnie Willis is defending herself is by claiming that everything that has to do with this case and questioning her and questioning Nathan Wade is just evil white racism. So, of course, she's playing the race card. And by the way, she chose a church at MLK Day as the day that she wanted to do that. Why does Commissioner Thorne and so many others question my decision in a special counsel? Lord, you're flawed, hard-headed, and imperfect child. I'm a little confused. I appointed three special counselors is my right to do, paid them all the same hourly rate. They only attacked one. I hired one white woman, a good personal friend and great lawyer, a superstar, I tell you. I hired one white man, brilliant, my friend, and a great lawyer. And I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh, Lord, they're going to be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. First thing they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now. But no, God, isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think, I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing almost 30 years. But the main thing that I saw as a red flag is the fact that telling obvious blatant lies in one area might lead me to believe that you're telling blatant obvious lies in another area. And this has to do with the finances of these vacations and the fact that Fonnie Willis is alleging that she paid Nathan Wade back, but only in cash. And there's no records of the cash because she just happened to keep all of this cash in our house. And by the way, you're an evil white racist for questioning it because this is just something that black people do, which makes no sense at all. Essentially, Fonnie Willis is saying she has all this cash on her. She paid Nathan Wade in this cash, but Nathan never deposited that cash. So we have recordless transactions in order to cover everything because apparently this is how black people operate, even though this makes no sense. It's ridiculous and absurd. And the idea that she would not be able to originate this cash and even admits that it's fungible so my father's bought me a lot box and i always keep cash in the house now i don't do it to the degree that my father would do it so he would probably be uh ashamed with me but i always have cash at the house that has been i don't know all my life if you're a woman and you go on a date with a man you better have 200 dollars in your pocket so if that man acts up you can go where you want to go so i keep cash in my house and i don't keep cash as good in my purse like i used to um i don't go on many dates but when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? If it had came out of the bank? Cash is uh, fungible. We've had cash for years in my house. 
So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get fifty dollars, you throw it in there. When it's been my whole life, when I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Is a major red flag for that particular story. On top of that, we also had the father coming in to testify on behalf of Fonnie Willis, and he backed up the story, played the race card, and all that. But he admitted during the course of his testimony that he was in fact prepped, and he was prepped by the way, likely with his daughter in the room. And he watched the testimony on TV and on the radio. And um, did you talk about any of the testimony from yesterday or watching the news reports or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. You can't cut the TV on without seeing this. The first first thing, and I listen to conservative radio a lot, and, you know, last night for five hours, all they talked about was this case. So you were aware of what the testimony your daughter gave yesterday was? Yeah. I, I mean, how could, I mean, unless you don't cut the radio on, unless you don't cut the television on, unless you don't read the AJC or any other, the New York Times or whatever, which I do every day, of course. Um, So is it fair to say nobody instructed you that you were under the rule of sequestration? Right, and I wasn't not under subpoena either. Even though he is an attorney and he should have understood the rule of sequestration, which meant that he wasn't supposed to view this in the media better than anyone else, except he admitted that he ignored all that or he said he was never informed of that, even though he shouldn't have even had to be informed of that, thus making his entire testimony and how perfectly it aligns with Fonnie Willis basically nonsensical not to mention the fact that he had that dramatic pause when he was asked that question big red flag right there Uh, sir you seem to know about the issue of cash in this transaction you said it was a black thing how did you know that the cash was going to be an issue in this testimony because i was asked for it and i was prepped by the lawyers and they asked me about it uh what else And, and did you speak with mr wade about your testimony no. Did you speak with your daughter about your testimony? She may have been present when the lawyers were. I just, I, I really don't remember. But you know what? The Fonnie Willis deniers decided that this was still not enough. The Fonnie Willis deniers said that Fonnie Willis had yas queen moments in her testimony. <clears throat> Mr. Let's go on and have a conversation. I'm just asking you whether or not it was a coincidence. Had absolutely nothing to do with this. It's interesting that we're here about this money. Mr. Wade is used to women that, uh, as he told me one time, the only thing a woman can do for him is make him a sandwich. We would have brutal arguments about the fact that I am your equal. I don't need anything from a man. A man is not a plan. A man is a companion. And so there was tension always in our relationship, which is why I was give him his money back. I don't need anybody to foot my bills the only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy so we were all supposed to forget about this just say it was a he said she said and then try to move on with the case as if this obvious instance of corruption never occurred at all whatsoever but then there was a filing from trump lawyers and they basically said that they hired a private investigator to go through the phone records of nathan wade and what they found out was that prior to november of 2021 which is when nathan wade was appointed to this particular position and remember they said that their relationship started in 20 
2022 between February and April, Nathan Wade was visiting, according to the geofencing data, the area where Fonnie Willis lived in all hours of the morning, and there are corresponding text messages and phone calls from before and after these visits where he would drive over there from his home. Now, this appears to be absolutely damning. Trump's legal team presenting new phone records casting doubt on Willis's testimony about a relationship she had with the man she appointed special prosecutor to investigate Trump. His name, Nathan Wade. The Trump team had asked the judge to disqualify Willis from the case. They say she appointed Wade because the two were romantically involved and that Willis benefited financially from her then-boyfriend's appointment through vacations. They say he took her on. In the contentious hearing last week, both Willis and Wade took the stand vehemently denying all of those allegations. They say their relationship did not start until after his appointment in November of 2021 and that they split the cost of almost all of their trips together. Wade did say he visited Willis at her home before his appointment, but that it was not very often. Now, these phone records only cover from January 1st to November of 2021. But by the way, there may be additional evidence that says that their relationship actually goes back even further to the year 2019. But that is currently being held up right now because a lawyer that used to represent Nathan Wade and used to be a partner of his has that information, but he might not be able to testify due to attorney-client privilege because he represented him during the course of the divorce. And it appears like this information was disclosed to his wife that this relationship existed during the course of those proceedings. So more on that later. But as of right now, let me explain to you why this is so devastating. So Nathan Wade was calling and texting Bonnie Willis a lot. I think there was something like 12,000 communications or 12,000 text messages. And during these specific times that they're highlighting based on this report, which are around 1045 at night, where by the way, he left that area at 328, Nathan Wade ended up calling her before he left left over i think he hung up when he got in this particular area and then he goes up supposedly to her condo and leaves at 328 in the morning drives back to his own property and then calls her back or sends her a text message i don't remember exactly which by the time that he gets into the geofence that is his own place do you think prior to november 1st of 2021 you were at the condo more than 10 times no sir so it would be less than 10 times? Yes, sir. So if phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from the same location as the condo before November uh, 1st of 2021, and it was on multiple occasions, the phone records would be wrong? If phone records reflected that, yes, sir. They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. But a new court filing showing analysis of cell phone data from Wade's phone allegedly demonstrates that he visited Willis at her home at least 35 times in the months before his appointment and in the weeks immediately after. Now, this is pretty strong evidence, albeit circumstantial evidence, that he went to visit her for a late night encounter, which is not something that you would probably do if we're talking about a friend. Also, this later November thing is even later at night where he goes at 1243, similar pattern of behavior where he's on the phone with her before for a long period of time. He ends up arriving in her area, hangs up the phone, ends up leaving, and then sends her a message back. Now, looking at it without knowing the context of the messages, it seems like they talked, he came over, things happened, he ended up leaving, and then he messaged her when he got back home. That seems like to be the normal pattern of behavior. Anybody who's had one of these late-night encounters will tell you the same. But those records presented by the Trump team allegedly show that on multiple occasions in that period, Wade arrived late at night and stayed into the early morning hours. But they're denying that this is what it looks like. So Angela, let's just start with sort of the obvious question. 
went through all of it. It sounds like this is a pretty big deal. How damning are these records? Do they actually prove definitively that he was there prior to the dates that he previously acknowledged? So the reason I'm using this NBC News segment is because they're so biased and in the tank for Fonnie Willis and anti-Trump that the way they phrase the questions are so hyper-specific in order to elicit a response. But this legal analyst right here is not really having it, and she points out that it's not about proving anything definitively. Obviously, this is circumstantial, and there could theoretically be an alternative explanation for this. But it's about cutting to the heart of the credibility issue in order to get this person disqualified, which, by the way, would have the effect of tanking the case. So I wouldn't say they definitively prove, but that's not the burden that the judge has to decide. It's not definitively. It's just a question of their credibility and really at this point, whether or not they lied on that stand. So I think it seeds enormous doubt that this relationship started after he appointed she appointed him after she appointed him. And by the way, again, I will say this is all alleged at this moment in time. It does. 100% prove it, but it makes it extraordinarily likely, especially based on all the other circumstances that are related to this case. And again, chief among them is that they admitted to having a romantic affair later on, and Nathan Wade was unqualified when she hired him, having never prosecuted a felony case. And we have witnesses and a bunch of other people saying that they were seeing each other before, and their explanations for how Fonnie Willis hasn't profited off this are also undercut by all logic. This idea that it's a black thing just to have cash to chuck around for all these different things makes no sense at all, is insane and asinine in every way. So all of this is adding up to be a lot of smoke, and I would not be surprised if there was, in fact, fire. I think it's pretty clear from this evidence that she appointed him prior to their relationship. Sorry, the relationship started prior. But the biggest issue is that they presented in an affidavit, in a reply, and under oath, they testified to the fact in front of the court at the point at which this relationship started. So yeah, even the NBC legal analyst says, yeah, this looks pretty bad. And it, to me, it seems pretty obvious that this relationship was prior to him being appointed to this position. And they basically perjure themselves by saying the opposite. On top of that, I will point out that this particular image right here that they have in the background is very unfortunate because you have Fonnie Willis looking straight ahead, very confused. But Nathan Wade looks like he's checking her out right there. So NBC News making me laugh with this B-roll, these stock images and all of that. And I can't not notice that. But yeah, this legal analyst is 100% right. It not only looks like they were not telling the truth to the public, but it looks like they perjured themselves. And as more evidence comes out, it's going to be much worse. On top of that, we haven't even gotten into Nathan Wade's former attorney, which I will talk about by the end of this video. So really their issue is if they lied to the court at all, they didn't necessarily even have to say that earlier. They didn't have to try to prove when the relationship started. They could have just focused on the financial aspect. They did not. They affirmatively put forth these cl these clear definitions, these statements to the court. And if the judge decides that they were lying, that as officers of the court, they lied, that's hugely problematic. Look, this analyst is 100% right. The fact that they went above and beyond and basically, in my opinion, perjure themselves means that not only are they at risk of consequences in terms of this particular case, but they're at risk of criminal consequences and at risk of losing their legal licenses. All of this was done just because Fonnie Willis had to hire her boyfriend for the most important case of her career in the history of Georgia, and this looks like it's going to tank the entire case. Now, the key dynamic at work around this is that if Fonnie Willis is disqualified, fairly or unfairly, her whole office, the whole district attorney's office, is disqualified from working on that case. 
which would mean, in all likelihood, that whole case would go away. And by the way, even Rachel Maddow on her particular segment pointed out that if Fonnie Willis recuses herself, then the whole Fulton County District Attorney's Office has to recuse themselves, and likely this will result in no other office taking up this particular case, thus ending this case because Fonnie couldn't control her own behavior. So there's a lot of options. First, they can argue that this shouldn't even be admitted as evidence, that it's an invasion of privacy, and the judge hasn't even decided yet whether or not to admit this as part of the evidentiary hearing. We will likely see that next week. Also, Fonnie Willis, when she was on the stand, said that they did have some sort of a relationship. They were friends. In fact, he was her mentor. So she could likely double down on that and say that they did have these late-night conversations, these late-night visits, but they were not explicitly romantic. Listen, they can try that. They can try going for that but tell me that this guy is visiting her at 10 45 leaving at 3 30 in the morning shooting her a message that he's back at home or visiting her at 12 45 leaving at 5 in the morning shooting her a message that he's visiting her back at home and that has nothing romantic as an undertone with it are, are you kidding me with that that is a terrible defense this looks like a booty call according to the cell phone data but you're gonna say that he came over to just mentor her and so at that point perhaps the defense can't really prove further whether or not it was romantic nobody was in those conversations or in the room with them. So lastly, I think, though, they would redirect back to the financial issue. The reason why there's any possible conflict of interest is if she conferred a financial benefit. Now, look, I understand that this legal analyst, likely a lawyer, has to deal with the facts as they are presented right now. If she was representing Willis earlier, she would have told her to not affirmatively commit to a timeline related to this particular relationship. And now she's like, okay, now that we're doing this, here's what we have to go with as our only line of defense. So I get that she's trying her best but the thing is we probably have the most damning evidence which is that from nathan wade's divorce filings because his attorney could eventually be compelled to testify in this particular case and in fact the georgia board is the only thing for preventing him from doing so in that they're saying that they're going to take away his law license for breaching attorney client privilege because if anybody would know at what point in time Nathan Wade would have started seeing this particular woman, it would be his divorce attorney. However, it might be a situation where we don't get this guy testifying publicly, even though his existence as an attorney right here, to me, is proof enough that he has some information about this relationship. And Nathan Wade is fighting tooth and nail in order to prevent it from testifying, and that's because his testimony appears like it will be damning. That witness... Terrence Bradley, Wade's former law partner and one-time divorce lawyer. At last week's hearing, defense attorneys spent hours trying to get Bradley to answer when Willis and Wade began their romantic relationship. The defense attorneys are alleging it started before Willis named Wade as a special prosecutor in the case and that that role for him allowed both of them to financially benefit from the case. But Bradley testified he couldn't say anything because, in his view, any information he may have was protected by attorney-client privilege. Fulton County Judge Scott McAfee looked ready to accept that argument until just before the end of Friday's hearing when Bradley gave an answer that seemed to reopen the issue. Now I'm left wondering if Mr. Bradley has been properly interpreting privilege this entire time. To me, even though, again, nothing is 100% proven, we don't have a photo of them kissing or whatever from before the period that they said that they started their relationship – 
the circumstantial evidence, which, by the way, is enough to convict people of a crime, is damning because you have her appointing a guy, again, not qualified. You have the cell phone records that show him in and around her area at times that are quite late. We haven't even seen her cell phone records then. We have all these different communications of them before he was appointed to this particular position. We have the fact that they admitted to a relationship in the future. We also have the fact that she's lying about reimbursing him for all these lavish vacations because that story makes no sense. The cash makes no sense and all that. And we have all these different other factors, all these different other procedural violations that are just giant red flags. When her father, the attorney, said that he didn't understand the rule of sequestration on the stand and he wasn't informed of that and he aligned his testimony with her daughter, I was like, listen, we know what they're doing. We know it's super sketchy. And this case is going to be kaput and deservedly so because Fonnie Willis couldn't contain herself. She couldn't control her behavior. And these are the consequences of her actions. Good on the the Trump legal team, by the way, for actually bringing this up in this particular case because they might have neutralized one of the more devastating cases for the evil orange man all because they discovered that Fonnie Willis can't control herself and Nathan Wade can't keep it in his pants and they can't be honest. And all these cries about evil white racism and whatnot aren't going to do anything when the judge has to rule the way that he has to rule, which is there clearly and obviously is enough evidence to suspect them of lying, even though I believe it's proof that they're outright lying. But hey, those are just my thoughts. So let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked the video, show them by leaving a like, subscribe for more content, follow me on my social medias, support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about the Fonnie Willis updates. Till next time.